Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in, everybody. It is a fresh edition of VSIN's Live Bet Saturday. We come to you from downtown Las Vegas. It's Bar Canada at the D. Eight days until the big game. We also have some college basketball, maybe a little hockey. All-Star game going on right now. A lot to talk about here on the show today. I'm Ben Wilson. Next to me on the desk, it's the VP of Operations at Circa, the Golden Gate. And the D. It's Mike Palm with fresh off a live under winner in the All-Star game for NHL. For those of you wondering, they are offering odds on that. And we're always looking for edges. You found one. It was the All-Irish under, McDavid McKinnon. And uh, we got there. (laughs) We bet an end game with uh, a little more than halfway through the first session, the first half. uh, At nine and a half, the three on three, we bet under nine uh, nine and a half. And what did it end up at? 4-3 when overtime. 4-3 in a shootout. Yeah, we got there. Nice. We got there. Hey, look, no football this weekend. So we understand there are, unless you count the Pro Bowl, but... We are looking for ways to find edges to bet. It's a huge college basketball day. We'll talk especially heavy into the four top 25 versus top 25 matchups. We'll also go into all the prop angles that we have started to break down, Mike, here on the NFL. want to mention real quick here, as we hit the 4 o'clock Eastern hour, Houston and Kansas about to get underway, and that is our big marquee matchup of the day, at least to start off here with the number one Ken Palm team on the road against a team usually untouchable, Mike, yet KU's a home dog and getting a lot of support. They close one point underdogs after opening two and a half. Well, they were getting five in Ames last week. I mean, I, I was were. surprised by that number. Are you inv- are you all in, all out? No. Are you? No, you, I, I, you? I will. This I'm not. Uh, I'm not in pregame. I'm, okay. I'm all right. But look, from from my many years of watching uh, KU basketball games at Allen Fieldhouse, where the referee whistles, this is not really borne out in any statistical or advanced analytic evidence. But they tend to get a call or two. Is that fair to say, Mike? 
Well, we got shut out because of the UNLV San Diego State game. We didn't get to see the controversial That's right. uh, flagrant foul that got them to win over a very good TCU team. <laughs> Are they still getting thumped by Tell? Oh, they've gotten back to within two. They were down 10 uh, late in the first half in that game, Texas at TCU today. Yeah, Texas TCU on right yep. now, mm-hmm. two-point game. Texas up two there with four minutes to go. I would, if anything, look in, look at the in-game angle. Once you get, if you get over, like, say, five in-game with KU at home, uh, where they have they have tended to get off to slower starts this year. It's a team that has not been as buttoned up under head coach Bill Self now outside the top 20 in both the offensive and defensive rating while you have Houston, best defense in the league and defense uh, in the country, I should say, and in the Big 12. Defense tends to travel. So I would be, I wouldn't just automatically be going, all right, Kansas, home dog, sign me up, Mike. I want to see a little bit more. Uh, and maybe if Houston gets off to an uncannily hotter start from maybe the outside, that's when you jump in on KU. Houston tends to be pretty good first half. I don't have the exact yeah. numbers, but they're pretty good first half cover team. So we will mo- what we say monitor Femi every which way. Femi, who bet the 49ers every which way, but wouldn't. I tried to give him minus yeah. 21 and a half. He wouldn't take it last Friday on the Lombard line. But he was man enough to come down and sit with me and watch the second half. Uh, at Circa last week, and we, en- we enjoyed the game. I know he had a lot of bets on San Francisco. Would have appreciated Dan Campbell kicking a field goal down two scores at the end sure. since he had late six and a half, seven, nine and a half, all those alt numbers, right? So um, quite a game. I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on the NFC Championship game at some point sure. during the next two hours and uh, 52 minutes. Touch on it uh, just a little if bit. Yes, could it a man, man yeah. of his word. Our producer, Brian Ortega, is here. Uh, as well. And yes, uh, I mean, people are all of a sudden now, you know, we don't have football, Mike, and it's people want to know what are we betting on, you know, Oscar stuff. Like there's so much that, Brian, you are now and also as a man about town, people coming in town, they want to know what to do here. So you've been a very busy man uh, this week. Oh, yeah, I've been really busy. Been planning my parents trip to Vegas oh, for the go. Super Bowl. And then obviously I have an article up on uh on our website, obviously. Beeson.com, um, you were trying to remember? Yeah, it was like Beeson.com, uh, where you can actually see all the big categories and also the below the line categories. But well, that could be pushed back because we got Super Bowl on right now and I wa- don't want to make people too mad with too much Oscar talk right now. Uh, we would not want to do that right off the uh, off the top of the show. But want to first get the thought on on where this uh, where the anatomy of this line has come now that we are halfway through the two-week cycle. Essentially, at this point, Mike, from your perspective here, monitoring the odds all week at Circa with San Francisco right now, yeah. two-point favorite, 47 and a half. What's been the ebb and flow like uh, from your side of the counter this week? Some um, professional 49ers money. Um, open two and a half, down to one and a half, back to two. If you would have asked me on Monday or Tuesday where the line closed, I would have said one. Um, I'm a little more reluctant to give out that number now. This is paint. I mean, these numbers are painted across the board, two and 47 and a half. Maybe one and a half. I still think we'll get more Chiefs money next week. Um, but maybe this is where it settles in. Maybe we don't see a lot of movement. I, I would be shocked if it goes to two and a half. It will never get to three. I actually, I actually thought last Sunday night that maybe this game, when the opener came out, settles at a pick. Even I just, I think it's really hard to get put yourself in the way of Mahomes and Reed the same way I passed on the AFC championship game. Sure. Uh, if you like the other side, just pass. If you like them, bet them. But it's really hard. I mean, all the evidence tells you these guys are money in these spots. And it goes into now a the general power dings discussion where San Francisco, if this game was lined wild card weekend, for example, on a neutral, what would the line be? Six San Francisco? Well... 
setting because you're that's that's discounting everything that we've just I, watched. I want to tell you week. that's crazy, but it's not because they're probably two and a half or three over Baltimore, and Baltimore ends up being four, four and a yeah. half. I get right. I yeah. mean, you could make the argument it's six and a half. Um, so I keep coming back to from a pure ratings perspective, and this is setting aside Mahomes, Reed, the big game history. Should we really be between the combination of upgrading Kansas City and downgrading San Francisco over this three week sample size? Should there really be a four and a half, even five point adjustment? Uh, because I just don't think you can as great as the Chiefs have looked in the postseason. You can't come out and, and, and say with conviction. Oh, yeah. After 17 games now we're going to take the short three game sample size of the postseason and go yeah kc now all of a sudden is four and a half points better than they were entering the month of january well you might argue they're one one and a half point better and you might argue the 49ers are one or one and a half point worse but it can't get to four and a half that's yeah that's my point so i adjusted it i thought it would be a three point adjustment overall so you know i came out to niners two and a half and that even to me in my head felt yeah that feels a little bit light just based on the full numbers and yet the market, as soon as that opened two and a half in favor of the Niners, was all one way onto the Chiefs. In at a, first, at least. In the short sample size of the championship game window, I really thought the result in Baltimore was more about the Ravens than it was about the Chiefs. And I'm sorry, I thought Todd Munkin was awful. I mean, you don't put Lamar in third down, third down, third down, third down. You play first down, second down, first down. Second and four, why are they throwing the ball 20 yards down the field when you have an effective running game? But they kept putting him in bad spots. And then the other thing that really stood out to me was every time Andy Reid got the ball within, let's say, eight minutes left in the third quarter, they ran, ran the ball. I mean, they were so confident that Lamar was not going to come back from 10 down in that offense, right? I mean, he was ultimately just shortening the game and saying our, it's in the hands of Spagnola and our defense, and he was right. I mean, when would you ever think you would have said Andy Reid's going to lean on his defense and have right. Mahomes manage the game through the last 25 minutes? And what this gets back to is it's not like Kansas City has been so statistically dominant compared to their regular season numbers that you would say it warrants this giant upgrade. They've just been really smart situationally, time score situation. Yeah. I looked at the yards per play and the points per drive, uh, Mike. Just, you know, this, uh, just very basic. Yeah. Okay. Playoff game so far for KC, 5.6 yards per play. They were at five and a half in the regular season. So, okay, slight tick up. Points per drive from two in the regular season, which was top 10 in the league, to 2.3. So they've, they've been able to maximize those drives more. A defensive side of the ball, they're about the same. 4.8 yards per play allowed in the regular season, top five unit. They're at five yards per play allowed so far, and points per drive basically equal. So does that really lead us to believe they've just suddenly become a gigantically better team, or have they just made the most of the high-leverage situations that we remember the most as viewers and as fans and as betters? Well, on the other side of the ball, what do you do in terms of San Francisco, maybe defensively on the downgrade? Sure, and that's where it, it, if there's one right. if there's one side of the ball, talking four units here, yeah. offense, defense, both teams, it's San Francisco. I, their, their yard per play numbers for the two playoff games, if you just uh, put that out for the full season and compared it, San Francisco would have been 30th in yards per play allowed, dead last in points per drive. I mean, they were among the, like the Denver Broncos weeks one through four with how bad they were over the, <laughs> the two game sample size. So on the one hand, you could go, yeah, that's not a unit I would ever feel comfortable backing. On the other hand, you go, all right, DC Steve Wilkes has two weeks now to get his unit healthy and to find some adjustments to make against this kind of slow prod work work clock work the ball down the field KC offense yeah I think when you you know 
I've looked at different angles. I, ha- I don't have a side or, or a total bet yet. I think both teams can run the football when you look at defensively on the other side. I mean, Baltimore ran the football effectively. They stopped running the football. Uh, um, I think San Francisco can be effective running the football against Kansas City, um, which if you say both teams are going to run the football, maybe that leans, maybe that leans to an under. But then at the same side, if both teams are very effective running the football, what does that do for their passing game and, sure. and, and opening it up? Uh, so I, I, I just think 47 is probably a pretty good number. 47 and a half, 48 is probably a pretty good number uh, on that side of it. Kansas City, we talked about throughout the week last week, they lost the turnover value. This defense didn't turn the ball over, right? They were a negative turnover. San Francisco is a positive turnover team, yet they were plus two against Baltimore. Will they have that kind of a result again? I mean, if you tell me Kansas City's equal or wins the turnover battle here, I have to lean Kansas City. The, the interesting thing about the dynamics of, of spreads that are less than three, and even we saw in the championship game last week with four, four and a half, Teams tend to want to bet the underdog on the money line and lay the points with the favorite. That's what the vast majority of people want to do and why sportsbooks always like a favorite to win but not cover, right? I think it'll be the same way here, too. Not people are going to say, I need one and a half. I need two with the Chiefs. I need what, right? They're gonna, Chiefs are going to win. Mahomes is going to win. Third out of five Super Bowls. And if you like the 49ers, you lay one and a half or two. Total been pretty static for the most part? Almost zero decision on either side. 47 and a half. Yeah. Across the board, your total right now. And as the more we get into this with how tight this side end total is, props are going to be more so than recent Super Bowls, a very popular source of betting. We'll have a lot more to talk about on that front. A college basketball update when we return. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you bet on the 
the big game, check out VSIN's big game prop special show today. They'll have their favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from VSIN hosts and guests. Also, find out which props cash the most tickets. Check out the VSIN big game prop special coming up right after we're off the air. 7 p.m. Eastern. What an honor, Mike, to lead into this big game prop special. Check out all of our Super Bowl 58 coverage at VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl. And Mike Savage will have his place pick all at Aqueduct tomorrow as well, I'm, I'm told. <laughs> there but, we go, Mike. <laughs> Do you know if he hit on the uh, Pegasus Cup? That was last week. No, he made money on the day, but if he would have had a different result on the actual Pegasus race, mm-hmm. it would have been huge. Yeah, because I think it was really yeah. chalky. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he made money if you followed his place yeah. throughout the day. Mike Samich, Matt Brown coming yeah. up uh, when we are done here. What a start for Kansas and head coach Bill Self, 19-4 and four all time in top 10 versus top 10 matchups. This is one today. <laughs> uh, and KU comes out, hits seven of their first eight shots. And we're left to think is, you know, as much as I was waffling there about more, you know, loving Houston in general, just the great defense, but not wanting to get out in front of the Kansas as a home dog train. And here we go. 16 points, Mike, in four minutes, 58 seconds for KU. Already up to four and a half point live favorites after closing plus one. It's very interesting. It, it, to me, it's interesting how you handicap Houston coming from the American Conference to the Big 12, where in the American, you know, there's some nights where you're not playing the top quality i mean there's a very few nights off in the big 12 and how do they persevere the roadmap of the course of the season in the big 12 in their first season it is quite interesting and these matchups for these first time teams and, and we'll talk and we'll talk in the next segment with ryan mcintyre who's in morgantown for for the byu west virginia game are extremely interesting handicaps to me well yeah it used to be i mean you know <laughs> UCF might be like the one game you'd have to get up for in the AAC. Well, UCF's the third worst team now in the Big 12 by, uh, by Kempom. There's only two teams outside the top 100, and UCF's not even bad. They're still top 75, yep. but that just shows you, yeah, the step up in class, just full length on the seasons. And we'll have Ryan McIntyre, outstanding college basketball better, join us in our next segment. He is in Morgantown for BYU West Virginia. He has some plays for the rest of the night slate. And we mentioned how Houston and KU, that is underway. First of four Top 25 v. Top 25 matchups, Mike. The second of which, it's a great first chapter of the rivalry. Duke, North Carolina today. And in a week where we had a ton of upsets midweek, UNC, big favorites on the road at Georgia Tech, maybe peeking ahead. They lose outright. And it's interesting now. To, how, do you, how do you view this North Carolina team who were so good to start the year? A rock-solid top-five team overall in the country. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you, you trip up, stub your toe on the road against uh, Georgia Tech here, and the market has moved a little bit against them today. This open North Carolina minus five at home at Chapel Hill, down to four-and-a-half market-wide against Duke. You know, it's interesting to me. Carolina's very interesting because outside of Georgia Tech, their losses had all been pretty legitimate, right? Oklahoma, they could beat by the number one team in Connecticut. They had beaten Tennessee. They play very good out-of-conference schedule. They were ahead early at Georgia Tech, and then it just it sort of got away from them. I, I would have wished they were still undefeated heading into this game, and this line would have been five and a half or six to take Duke. I still waffle on Duke in this spot. I know they're not as good as they've been. I just think this North Carolina might be a bubble that's ready to burst here. I don't have a play yet, but I lean in favor of, uh, of the Dukies here. Yeah, I, I can't get there on the Duke side. Yeah. They have that feel. It's a little paper tigerish to me this year for head coach John Shire. Whenever they've really had to punch up uh, in weight class outside of a neutral site game against Baylor, which has kind of been more of that you know finesse high scoring team, that was a good matchup for Duke. But against the, you know the phys- more physical teams who can really punch you in the mouth in the paint, which with the Armando Baycotts of the world in UNC can certainly do. Duke has struggled. They lost at home to Arizona. 
went on the road to a bad Arkansas team and were embarrassed uh, in that game particularly. It all, to me, comes down to the, the three-point shooting here for Duke. Top 15 three-point shooting team in the country today. UNC defends the three to top 25 rate, and you're going to Chapel Hill. So I get why the natural inclination is, okay, I just want to take points in a rivalry game of over a possession, but... I honestly believe, like, with the Tar Heels coming off the upset loss they had over the over the midweek here, it's almost, not to say it's a huge discount, but it is it is a nice spot for them to bounce back. On. I would have loved them to be, what, 10-0 and in the ACC heading oh, into yeah. this game and riding so high. I, w- and be, I would have been yeah. on Duke at five and a half or six for sure. But we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'm just, I'm not convinced this is a Tar Heel team that can make a deep tournament run or that they're a legitimate one seed in the NCAA tournament yet. The ACT is not good, and it's not. I mean, when you're talking about, oh, NC State's the third or fourth, and, you know, I mean, teams like that, I mean, it's it's kind of ludicrous to me. And this is one of the worst Virginia teams you'll ever see, and you see them going on the road and winning winning all these games in conference. So it's it's a real down year. If if there's a good indication, too, just comparing, say, we just talked Big 12 to ACC, I had had NC State-BYU earlier this year, Mike, and, you said that's a you know, top four conference team in NC State. Uh, they were for 35 minutes basically in that yeah. game after after getting off to a good start, just embarrassed by BYU. And BYU you know made a kajillion threes and ran them out the building. So uh, that kind of shows you where you're you're comparing the two conferences as of now. Uh, four and a half your line with Duke uh, and North Carolina. There's another big Power 5 uh, matchup here, top 25 matchups. It's actually top 10 because in the SEC, that's the other big one tonight, Mike. Tennessee at Kentucky, another team that really stubbed its toe midweek. Kentucky loses outright as six-point home favorites to Florida in overtime, and the Wildcats all of a sudden have gone through this midseason rut, and now they host Tennessee, and it's that that same uh, song and dance, right? You get Kentucky here, the rare home dog in a, a big rivalry game, and a lot of betters have looked to gravitate toward that as well. This opened Tennessee minus one, and well, no longer Kentucky, uh, not a home dog anymore. It's going to close minus one or one and a half. Speaking of midweek upsets, Tennessee loses at home to South Carolina. That too. In a game that I actually was involved in and, and got involved in in-game, and I mean the South Carolina team just – had a small lead, two-point lead at half, and just yeah. kept ahead, kept ahead, got up six, and just, you know, you keep waiting for Tennessee to flip the switch, and it never really happened. This South Carolina, remember, beat Kentucky in Columbia convincingly. So this is a, it's a very interesting game to me. I have both of these teams, Tennessee and Kentucky, circled for runs in March Madness. I'm high on both of them. I know people are down on Rick Barnes. I know you're... Your best friend, Jeff Piles, was always <laughs> tweeting about, yeah. about Rick Barnes. I remember when Rick Barnes had bottom three talent in the ACC at Clemson and, and competed in that league, you know, what is it now, almost 30 years ago, right? So uh, I, I'm not ready to sell sell Rick Barnes, and I think this Tennessee team, when it's focused, can defend with anybody in the country. That's still an amazing defensive yeah. team. Yeah. Outside, <laughs> no, no defense better right now than Houston, than, uh, than, except Houston, than yep. Tennessee in the league. Biggest issue for the Vols is just they rely so much on Dalton Connect, who's a legit everything. You know, first I mean, round every every big prospect. possession, he's shooting the ball. Uh, I mean. And so it, it yeah, it's a lot of Connect. And even in the home loss to South Carolina, Mike, where you were on the other side, Connect was great in that game, thirty-one points. But the second leading scorer, Santiago Vescovi, had ten. You, you can't win that way long term against really good teams. So you know, if anything, I would maybe look at it. You know, look at an under angle here, and this is taking some money. This is one sixty and a half. Kentucky, because Tennessee and Kentucky, Kentucky plays at a yeah. tremendously fast pace, but it's been bet down to 158.5 of anything. That's the move I agree with more here 
I think you do see more of a, a tighter, grinded out game. What time does this game tip? Uh, this is 8.30 Eastern, so you got about four hours. Oh, this could hours. be in the bacon. This, this could be this in the bacon. This might be a bacon under here. Yeah. Yeah, the more we think about I'm just, it. I'm just thinking. And the wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. <laughs> the wheels are turning. And, and look, the last two Kentucky-Florida games, those are just in. Yeah, the, the second game was lined 170. Of, both teams that won the game shouldn't have won. I actually thought Florida should have won at home, and I thought Kentucky probably should have won that game at home as well. Yeah. Um, those, in-game, those in-game numbers on this last edition at Rupp were crazy out of the box. They were. Totals I'm talking and, about, yeah. And there actually there was under money pregame uh, in that game. But those were two of the top ten fastest-paced teams yeah. in the in the country. Now you have a Tennessee team that is much, much better and elite on the defensive end. I'd, I'd look for this to be a tighter affair there uh, with Tennessee and Kentucky. The last of the top 25, top 25 matchups, and we'll bring in Ryan McIntyre in about uh, five minutes or so to break this down with us as well, Mike. It is the Big 12 matchup mm-hmm. here. Iowa State-Baylor, last time we were on the air, Baylor was going to triple overtime against TCU. And Iowa State's just been, you know, you talk about elite defenses. I mean, Iowa State has nothing on offense, but they're never out of a game because they they lock you down with that uh, that tremendous T.J. Otzelberger-led defense uh, and just beat KU. The question now is with a full week off, how do they respond after that program-changing win, knocking off KU at home at uh, Hilton by four? Yeah, and in a game they led, I mean, it was a, a buzzer beater that, that beats people that laid the, the closing number there. Win, um, win by four is... Uh, and we know about Hilton Magic, right? How well they well they played them. This will be a stern test for them on the road to see, are they a legitimate top three or four uh, team in, in that conference? And, and, and are they a Sweet 16 slash... Elite Eight team as well. I have a lot of respect. Otzelberger obviously coached here. What he's done, though, with the defensive intensity and rebounding that he's brought to, to Ames is uh, is truly spectacular. Of all the top 25 matchups, though, this is the one I do like the most. Baylor is the second-best three-point shooting team in the country. If there's one weakness Iowa State has, it's defending the threes outside the top 100. They, they, they Look, they're really good at shutting you down in the interior of the paint, giving up tough twos. And, and not allowing a lot from the inside. But I do like Baylor in the spot here. Fading Iowa State. One and two on the road, Iowa State in Big 12 play. They gave up 87 in BYU. So that defense hasn't always traveled away from the magic of Hilton Coliseum. If anything, I'll lay the four with Baylor today. That, that is, that'll be the sneak freak. Like, that'll be the little savior make. It'll it be, will. It, that, there'll be an element of that uh, coming up later on. We'll also get Ryan McIntyre's take. Uh, he bets almost every college basketball game on the board, at least all the major ones. He'll join us right after this. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. The crown is yours. Well, so far, the battle, Mike Palm, of best assists to field goal ratio team in the country versus best defensive team in the country. Uh, it's going the way of the home team. KU up 23 to 13 halfway through the opening half here. Nine made field goals, seven assists on those nine, and it is all Jayhawks here is closing one-point dogs. Yeah, uh, you got off to a quick start, and they've kept going here. I mean, you, I mean, pacing to have 45 in the first half against Houston is almost uh, too good to be true. 
And some might say, okay, does, does what come up have to come down as far as a total here? Because we've gotten out uh, to a pretty pretty high number now, 141.5. That's up almost 10 uh, from the closing line. Uh, that got as high as 144.5 before a little bit of uh, before of a trend back there toward that closing total number. Uh, Ryan McIntyre who joins us right now from the college experience, great college basketball betting analyst uh, for them as well, was on the uh, the home dog Kansas Jayhawks. So good start for you there, Ryan. Uh, we're, fi- we're filling you in because you're outside uh, the uh, outside the action there in Morgantown, Virgi- uh, West Virginia here. We've got the BYU Cougars in town taking on uh, West Virginia coming up in a little bit here in a big line move in favor of the Mountaineers from plus nine down to plus seven. Uh, how, how have you assessed uh, where the market's going there in that interesting first year Big 12 show match uh, matchup? Yeah. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on again, guys. And I am right outside the Coliseum right now. It's going to be a good one in the Big 12 per usual. I'm not surprised at all. I think uh, the computers obviously love BYU because of their advanced metrics, whether it's the net, Ken Palm. I think they're a little bit overvalued, a little bit like Houston. And then in West Virginia, I think people see that 7-13 and th- or eight and 13 record when they didn't have their full roster with Kirk Kreisha, Raekwon Battle, um, Jesse Edwards back in the mix. This is the second game that they're all healthy, and they were able to beat Cincinnati. So they're undervalued right now, and uh, I know it's a homer pick, but i like the Mountaineers to get it done tonight. I think they're going to win another home game. Ryan, let's switch our focus to the ACC here, the big game, Duke against North Carolina. You know, heading into the week, Carolina had a two-and-a-half game lead on the whole league, and then they stubbed their toe against Georgia Tech. Duke wins in Chapel Hill today. They draw even in the loss column. I was hoping Carolina wouldn't have fallen midweek, and I could get six in this game. Unfortunately, it's at four-and-a-half. Do you have a side here? Yeah, you and I are both thinking alike. I, I still like the Dukies, and if Shire is able to get it done, he'd be the first coach since Dean Smith to open up his career 3-0 and in this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just like the way Duke's come along here over the last 12 games after they dropped the game to Georgia Tech. Them. They, they had a little bit of luck with their three-point defense. They're still good, a veteran team, but this game always delivers, and you're giving me points. I'm almost always going to take the dog in this game yeah. because this is, this is Tobacco Road and crazy things happen. Crazy things do happen on Tobacco Road from five down to four and a half there with Duke and North Carolina. Speaking of rivalry games, Ryan, we go next to Kentucky hosting Tennessee. Each team coming off very disappointing outputs and upset losses in the midweek, each at home. And in a spot, we're seeing a little money to the under from 160.5 to 158.5. And a flip of favorites, Kentucky from short. Home dogs now favored by a point or point and a half. Uh, what do you make of the moves there, both side in total? It, it makes sense because I think Tennessee was a little bit uh, – I don't know, exposed the other night. And I think that they're, they're, they're bound for a nice bounce back spot. They're a veteran group. Uh, they did not make shots other than uh, connect the other night. So I think I like the balls here to go into rough. Uh, Kentucky swept the series last year. But other than that, Rick Barnes has had success as a Tennessee coach at rough. I like this veteran group to bounce back at rough against the young cats. I think Kentucky's just still trying to find themselves with this young group. Let's go uh, to Iowa State at Baylor. Iowa State delivers, although a three at the buzzer cost those that got the closing number against Kansas last week at Hilton. But now I have to go on the road to play Baylor. If Houston loses at the fog, Iowa State has a chance here to take control of the best com- conference in the country in the Big 12. But it's a tough task going to Baylor off the triple overtime loss against TCU here. The Bears, a four-point favorite over the Cyclones. Yeah, I'm going to be on the home team, and, and Iowa State, like you said, they 
they're coming off being two big wins at home. The K-State game, Kansas win. They storm the court, but they're not the same team when they leave Hilton. Um, and, and, and Baylor, I think they found themselves a little bit the other night. They played a little bit more zone because they've been struggling defensively. Kind of the olden days when Scott Drew would go to that 1-1-3 zone. I like Baylor here, uh, letting the points at home to uh, make a statement here and get it done over the cycle. Yeah, with you, yeah certainly with you on that. Uh, Ryan, it's, it's four now. Some four and a half's popping, but plenty of fours if you want to bet that way. Uh, follow Ryan, by the way, at Moneyline underscore Mac, M-A-C, joining us right now on Live Bet Saturday. Here's a rivalry game that maybe doesn't have the same luster as it did a year ago, but still two really good teams. St. Mary's going on the road to Gonzaga, and yeah, the Zags stubbed their toes a couple of times early in the season but have since recovered 1-5 straight. St. Mary's, despite one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country, are still 8-0 in WCC play. Uh, how do you expect the Gales and Zags to match up tonight in a game that's lined about Bulldogs minus 4.5 or so up in Spokane? Yeah, this, this is going to be a fantastic game. Both teams obviously know each other so well with Mark Pugh, Randy Bennett. I'm on the Zags. Uh, I think if you look at the Zags' resume, too, it's pretty, it's pretty empty. So they need to start getting some of these marquee resume wins. And I think St. Mary's is very valued by the computers and the advanced metrics. This would be a big win for Gonzaga. They need to start piling up some wins. So in case they do drop a game in the uh, WCC tournament, they can still get in and extend that NCAA tournament streak. I like the Zags. I'll lay the number uh, against a good St. Mary's team. Interesting game in the Big Ten. Going to tip off in less than an hour uh, in East Lansing on the Big Fox. Maryland and Michigan State, both teams come in at 13 and 8 Michigan State 5 and 5 as well as Maryland 5 and 5 in conference play Spartans laying 5 and a half here Ryan Yeah this number's come down as well I I, I like Maryland in this spot uh, Michigan State I think still getting too much respect from that preseason number 4 ranking that they had Kevin Willard in year number 2 his teams always seem to get better as the season goes along I think this is your classic Big 10 game that comes right down to the wire physical game Jameer Young uh, is a guy that they can really go to down the stretch. I like Maryland here to cover this and have a shot to win it right at the end. And he is Ryan McIntyre, joins us on Live Bet Saturday. This is also a time of year, Ryan, where a lot of bettors start to gravitate toward those games involving teams on the bubble, thinking, all right, yeah, team A's, maybe a last four in, first four out. They've, they've got to have it. Uh, Washington State qualifies today. It's a pick em and another rivalry game out in the Pac-12. Wazoo at Washington, who yeah, is getting market support, even though they're outside the top 100 in overall defensive efficiency here. Uh, what do you make just of the Cougars' resume and of the matchup today in Seattle? Yeah, the, the Cougars are an interesting team. They had a soft non-conference schedule, but really have come along here in this uh, in this conference play. And this is the final time that they are going to play um, before uh, what Washington leads for the Big Ten. I like I like the Cougars here. You talk about the desperate resume spot. I like favoring those teams this time of year. And this is two teams headed in the opposite direction. Washington looks like they've quit a little bit under Mike Hopkins. And Washington State is buying in under Kyle Smith. So I'll take the Cougars. I like this angle. Let's go to the back to the SEC. Alabama. I don't know if two teams could play any faster than they played with LSU. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that game was unbelievable. <laughs> then they go and get down double digits between the hedges. And Athens come back, win that game with a big second-half comeback. They sit alone atop the SEC at 7-1. and one. They host Mississippi State today in Tuscaloosa. The Tide lane 8.5 here, Ryan. I went back and forth on this one. I'm probably going to take the points. You, it's also, you got Mississippi State, who's, who's given Bama fits with 
which is the style of the play. Chris Jan's a defensive guy. Uh, like you mentioned, that Alabama just wants to get up and down, chuck some threes. I like Mississippi State to drag this thing in the mud, take the points. Alabama also has Auburn on deck, which is obviously a look ahead. Uh, Ryan, one more for me, because you're covering all conferences here. Underrated, great uh, mid-major game today in the Missouri Valley where Drake goes to Indiana yes. State. I've been super high in the Sycamores all year. Got to see him here in Vegas uh, back in November right around Thanksgiving. Or uh, Today, the Sycamores are five-point favorite at home. And Tara Holtz, what do you like in the uh, the Missouri Valley battle there today? Uh, this, this game is probably the best game of the day, in my opinion. But they unfortunately, they buried this Saturday at 6 o'clock. This should be played on a Friday night or Sunday afternoon to get some more national spotlight. Drake won the first game. I like the revenge angle. I'm, I'm with you. I like the Sycamores here. Um, I, I like them to bounce back here and, and lay the number here with uh, the Sycamores at home. Okay. They're really good at home. Indiana State, you know, they're outside the top 100 in overall defense, but if they get in the big dance, you know, probably a, like an 11 seed or so, Ryan, you like their chances to, to you know, to be live here, make, a, make an upset or two in the, in the big dance if they were to get there? Yeah, I definitely think because they're battle-tested and they're older, um, they, they also play like a unique style with, with, with the way that they can spread you out. The big fella uh, that looks like Jokic, he's absolutely electric just the way he's able to they initiate offense through him. Uh, definitely, I, they're a unique team, and Drake almost beat Miami last year, sure. so Missouri Valley's always battle -tested. Keep an eye on the Sycamores. Yeah, Robbie Avila. Great, uh, great, big, thick goggles guy, throwback player. All right, Ryan McIntyre, we'll let you enjoy the action there in Morgantown. Thank you, as always, for the insights. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, Cheering it on, West Virginia, seven-point dogs to BYU. We'll turn to some NFL talk next. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. 
put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code LIVE. Get access to everything on our brand new VSIN.com website, plus our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access. Plus, our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code LIVE and get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. You can sign up today at slash subscribe. A big thank you to Ryan McIntyre for joining us right now. And now our only guest, though, today will have Adam Hill coming up uh, from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Can get his take on the latest NFL news of the day, Mike, because oh, Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury, rumored to be a, a Raider as the offensive coordinator. And then all of a sudden, last second, no, he's out. Well, this means now Pritch's best friend, the enemy, is out. Huh? He's going to be gone and watch all I can say from my perspective is I'm glad that we won't have to hear the talk that Kyler Murray's coming to, to Las Vegas. R- right. Which yeah, would have been story A, B, I, I and C know, uh, in Las Vegas. Yes, yeah. new rumors. That's your NFL yeah. news of the day. And that sounds like Kingsbury being heavily tied to the Washington, uh, Washington job there uh, as the OC. And it's like, you know, it's funny how you get these guys who are great coordinators and then just totally flop as head coaches. And it sometimes takes us a while to remember, you know, they actually were they actually were very good at very specific things. And so Kingsbury does qualify as that as far as quarterback development. Uh, and it, but at the same time, it's like, does that really move the needle? If you're going to bet, a, like you're not betting a win total on, say, Washington next year just because Cliff Kingsbury all of a sudden is in there potentially mentoring a guy in Sam Howell. Well, I don't know because I don't know that Kingsbury is that versatile of a coach, right? I mean, he knows the air raid, and that's, and that's what he wants to teach. So I'm not as down on Howell as a lot of people are. I know. Did he end up leading the league in, in sacks and interceptions? It was like going to be the rare feat, and he was very close going into the last week. But uh, I think the kid's tough. He got beat up, and, I mean, he just kept going out there there every week. And I know people, you know, uh, thought the backups would be a better option than him. But um, obviously they'll probably try to draft. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done in D.C. D.C., though, you know, to Gill's point. I mean, that town's ready for if this team could yeah. get good. They just suffered through two decades of a, uh, of this misogynist Snyder and, and all that nonsense there. And, I mean, they're ready to embrace any sort of a competitive team. So, yeah. I mean, it's there for them. But but can they can they turn the page? Isn't Howell in today's NFL kind of your just your classic quintessential case of how we just we, we get so in the weeds with the evaluation <laughs> of quarterbacks where it's like, look, when Sam Howell was under pressure and he had to play behind a terrible offensive line, he was horrible. He looked exposed. When he had time to throw, yeah. game, remember the Denver game this year? He looked like a really good quarterback. He put up like 30 uh, points in 12 minutes in that game. Yes. <laughs> I remember having Denver. Yeah. Big in that game. It, just, oh, it was just a nightmare of a second half. And it it kind of goes into the Brock Purdy talk, too, because it's going to be something we hear a lot of this week. You know, the Purdy angle. Is he ready for prime time? It's like, yeah, when he's had his full complement of weapons and the offensive line in front of him is healthy – his numbers are among the best of any quarterback because of the guys he's surrounded by. All of a sudden, when he's pressured and he doesn't have Samuel with him on the field, yeah, he looks shaken and rattled like a young quarterback. Like, what is so hard about that to understand? He's not some generational guy, but in the right circumstance, he can be really, really good. And you just have to now ask yourself, will the circumstance be enough for him and enough to be in a, a profitable position here? going? Into the I, I think Bowl? it's an interesting question because let's go back to four years ago. We saw this Super Bowl before, right before the world ended, right, and COVID hit. We saw this Super Bowl, 
and San Francisco up 10 with eight and a half to go in the game. And Kyle did not trust Jimmy G, right? He, they put the locks on him. Mahomes went boom, 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 21 points. They won the game. Does Kyle trust Brock more than he trusts Jimmy? Is this a similar circumstance or is it a different circumstance if we get to that spot in the game? I would say what's different about the circumstances, Kansas City's defense is what? Much five better, times much, better much, than, much, than much in better, 2019. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because I, you're starting to look at the props and it's one yeah. of those things sidewise. I'd lean San Francisco, but not that I'm, you know, if I make the bet, it's not like it's going to be a big. Like, what I, bets did you have last weekend on sides and totals? I don't, uh, I don't want to get into the yeah, yeah, j- So I, I just ended up uh, pregame. I only had... Uh, I only had San Francisco as a teaser. I, I just went heavy Oh, that was the second week. leg of a teaser. Second leg of a yeah, teaser. Yeah, yeah, that's all I had. I yeah. ended up, I was wanting to bet Baltimore. I would have lost. Me too. I but I didn't want to get in front of it. I didn't, I didn't it. bet it. So I actually no. just, I bet Lamar Jackson uh, live attempts over when it was obvious they'd abandoned their game plan on that cash, which was nice. Uh, but that was my only bet in the Ravens game. Yeah. Two and, I, la- two, two and 0 last week. No big there, there we go, Brian. Thank you. But on yeah. the attempts now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like I should have took. Um, sorry, it's going backwards a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's all right. I, I feel, it's all right because we have to look back to look forward. Sure. I feel like I should have took the Chiefs money line. Like I, th- oh, I, I was, I was I, too I, afraid I to get behind. That. I don't feel that way because I really believed, and I told Brent, I'm not going to say this on air, but I believe this. I said, I think today's AFC Championship game, speaking of last Sunday, was a lot like the 1981. NFC championship game, which was played in January of 82, but the catch game where it would be a seed change in a conference where that went from being Dallas's conference of the seventies to where they slowly faded away. And five years later, Landry's getting fired to San Francisco's dominance through the eighties. I thought Baltimore winning that game would change the position of dominance in the AFC. I really did, but I wouldn't bet it because how do you bet against Reed? And Mahomes, sure. yeah, I just can't do it. Yeah, getting they're the there points. every year. How do you get to six straight conference championship games? It's a, it's amazing. I think it's, it's so it's unbelievable. I was sitting at a street light going to Outback Steakhouse. No, you know, no free publicity. But I was sitting there thinking, I'm not going to do what I did with Tom Brady and say I'm going to I'm going to hate Tom Brady for years. I said, you know what, Patrick Mahomes is the guy. I'll get behind him until they get beat, and that's what happens. And then I luckily survived the four, the, the Lions all, the almost debacle where they didn't that's come. Right, you had seven. The one off seven. Sahara? The outback off Sahara? No, there's one on oh. Las Vegas Boulevard next oh, to the okay. South Outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, oh, but yeah, I'm there. I, I was the one. So I, I turned the game <laughs> off. I thought the game was a blowout. I was leaving from here yeah. to go home, whatever. Got home. I said, oh, this game's getting close. Then I saw that it was tied. I said, well, I better tune in. Yeah. And then, of course, they, they went up all of a sudden, you, you weren't covering and you needed I some help. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, yeah. okay, please kick the field goal or score the touchdown, but don't go for it and not get it. No, I was afraid that they kicked the field goal because I had seven and a half. Right, exactly. Yeah. But this guy just... He, oh, my God. It was crazy. Well, I well, thought the Gibbs fumble changed the whole game, actually. It did. 100%. I thought mm-hmm. them forcing the field goal on the opening possession the second half by San Francisco, I said, they're winning this game. They're actually going to go. I'm like, where are we going to find rooms for all these people coming from Detroit that want to be here? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Because everybody, and they were there, and I said, this is just such a great day for everyone. I really believed that after they made him kick that field goal, yep. that they were winning that game. Well, you know what I I, I took away from that whole thing, too. San Francisco was down 24-7. Yep. They still ran the ball more than they passed. They and so you asked the question of, okay, how much is their trust in Brock Purdy now from Kyle Shanahan? So the, my first look at the props, I'm going 31 and a half on the pass attempts for Purdy. The two playoff games, he's averaged about 27, 28 so far. And even in those, those typical game states where you would expect pass, 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 
They're not doing that right now with Purdy. It's all layup throws right now. It's getting Debo Samuel out in space in little flat passes or McCaffrey every which way. So I, I look under on the Purdy that of the quarterbacks. That's how I would attack this thing from the props. And the strength of the Kansas City defense is their pass pass defense, right? Yeah. You can run the ball against them. You can run them. the ball against them, yeah. <laughs> like, a very, like a very just simplistic approach if, as we're kind of outlining props. You might get you're hammering a lot of running back props over. And passing game probably going can, to be I less. I think you can bet almost every running back over, because I think there's going to be a lot of running in this game. And I, and I know you know McCaffrey gets so high on all yeah. all these props. I like Pacheco over as well. I was like over on a, attempts and yards for Pacheco, yep. along with you know Purdy under on attempts. That those yep. all feel mm-hmm. uh, like based on game scripts. Those are kind of irrespective of whether you know the, whether it's a blowout or a tight game. You know, unless KC's up like 28, you're not going to see Purdy just throw it every time. And same deal, unless the Chiefs are down big, they aren't abandoning the run. This is no. not uh, This is not going to be the Todd Munkin offensive game plan. So those appear to be on the surface, Mike, a few props that look very like, you know, a, a void of all potential random game state that could potentially nuke you in that sense. Yeah. Also, do you think these this break, especially with teams who can run the ball really well, this week, almost two-week layoff, is good for the running game for these running backs like McCaffrey, who's, you know, has a couple injuries throughout the year. Isaiah Pacheco, a couple injuries throughout the year. I, I, I think the key thing in this is Tooney, but I, the pec tear, does the extra week help him? I mean, the pec tear for an offensive lineman is pretty debilitating yeah. when you're trying to. But I'm just, I, I don't know that there's a clear team that benefits from the extra week off or not. It's interesting when you talk about the running backs who take a pounding, and Pacheco had the turf toe, obviously didn't practice going into the AFC championship game. I would agree that you know, Joe Tooney is the biggest injury on either right. either team as far as the trenches go. But yes, how much healthier are you really going to be? So many guys playing uh, at sub 100 percent. The numbers right now, Pacheco 69 and a half on the uh, the rushing yardage prop. He is at 16 and a half on the rush attempts. Pacheco since week 17, when Jarek McKinnon went down on IR, has gotten almost 90% of the team's attempts. So you don't worry about workload with Pacheco. And the Lions and Packers last two weeks running the ball against the Niners, an average of over five yards a carry, 288 combined rushing yards in those two games. So as our first look at props comes, that's where I just naturally gravitate towards. And it's even if I lead Niners in the game, I certainly love the Pacheco angle on the rushing yards coming up in the Super Bowl. That is uh, our number one in the books for us here on Live Bet Saturday. We'll update you on the latest college basketball live lines on the other side. Continue our Super Bowl deep dive next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.